Welcome to the Pennsylvania In Focus podcast, powered by the Center Square. I'm Dan McCaleb, executive editor of the Center Square Newswire Service. Joining me again today is Anthony Hennon, our Pennsylvania reporter. The topic we're going to talk about today has to do with university transparency. The Senate's working on bills that would make certain universities in the state more transparent with its information to taxpayers. I'm kind of surprised that this is necessary, that this information that we're going to be talking about isn't already readily available to taxpayers. But first, tell us a little bit about the bill and what the goal is behind it. This is sort of reflective of Pennsylvania's kind of weird uh, history in a lot of ways, higher ed being one of them. Pennsylvania has effectively three different higher ed systems, even ignoring private colleges. You have PASHE, which is generally their fully public universities. You have the community college system, of course, but you also have a third category called the state-related universities which are generally um, fairly private, but at the same time, uh, they get a lot of public funding. Um, generally, about, uh, I think last, last time, it was about $500 million a year. Um, and this encompasses the University of Pittsburgh, and then uh, Temple University, Penn State University, and Lincoln University, which is a uh, historically black college outside of, uh, of Philadelphia. With this sort of in-between status of a being a state-related university, public records laws historically have not applied very much to them. It's been a fairly high bar for uh, what gets released. Generally, any other public university in Pennsylvania or in any other state, you can generally get information on university contracts they've signed, or salary information about staff, employees, and workers, you know, all that sort of information. Not so much with state-related universities. Let's just clarify, they, they are taxpayer-funded, these universities specifically that we're, we're talking about. Now, granted, they charge tuition and get, get revenue in other ways, but taxpayers do supplement these universities, correct? Yes, yes. Um, I believe not to the same extent as they do some of the other public universities, but they're still, you know, they're getting a, a fairly large chunk of change from the taxpayers. This has been a sticking point for a while. This sort of took center stage briefly at Penn State around the sexual abuse scandal in their football department because, you know, not only local news agencies were trying to get records and information, but you had national media companies trying to get it. Penn State was essentially exempt from responding to most of those public records requests. Unbelievable. And if I, you know, if I could, you're talking about the, the sex abuse scandal involving Jerry Sandusky, yes. the you know, former yes, defensive right. coordinator, and of course, uh, the late head coach, Joe Paterno, who was apparently aware uh, of the allegations against Sandusky. This, this happened years ago. So it's mm. kind of surprising that it's taken all the way till now, this transparency legislation. I mean, there, there's been bits and pieces. It's improved a little bit in the past, but th- this would be a fairly significant expansion of what records are subject to open records laws and things like that. Why don't you tell us about what some of those records are that have not been available that that will be going forward if it passes. This is yeah. still going through the legislative process. Yeah, right? for it's sure. Not, yeah. It's not law yet. It passed first consideration in uh, the Senate State Government Committee this week. So it still has a ways to go, but it's, uh, you know, it, I believe it passed unanimously. So it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, uh, you know, roadblocks to getting it done. It just depends on the priority. The big thing here is getting a better sense of salaries on these campuses. Um, currently, only the top 25 uh, highest salaries from the institutions are available, and that's through the IRS Form 990, which you see a lot of different nonprofit organizations file. The law would expand this to where it's required to provide the highest 200 salaries of employees. It's not as clean as uh, it'd be nice to see because those salaries can be presented 
in the salary ranges, um, basically um, bands of $75,000. So rather than getting exact salaries for these top employees, you would get a range of, you know, say, all the employees making anywhere between 150000 and 225000 would be included in one band, and it would go like that. There would also be mean and median salary information. So again, not individual salaries of everyone working there, but we would at least get some sense of, you know, how much an associate professor makes on campus, how much an IT worker of a certain rank makes. We're getting some more approximations rather than some specific things. On the other hand, we're also getting more information on auxiliary enterprises, which are like non-core academic services that campuses provide, such as housing, dining services, things like that, that are using tuition funds or funds they get from the state government. That's all the time we have this week. This has been the Pennsylvania In Focus podcast. For Anthony Hannon, I'm Dan McCaleb. We'll talk to you next week.